It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on in to The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. A topic I want to talk about today that I've talked about often, but I think it can never get too much talking about, and that is what many women experience after having a, a child, and that is postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. Those can include postpartum depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD. We often just hear about postpartum depression, but it is not the only mood disorder that is out there. Uh, and so a couple of my guests today are on the forefront of helping women through this experience, sharing their own stories and getting mothers the help that they need uh, after having a baby. So welcoming to the mom show, McKenna Brown. Uh, she is. Hello. How are you, McKenna? We're doing awesome. Okay, I'm excited wait. and happy to be here. I should have asked you this before we started, but you're like a former Miss Utah. Is that right? Mrs. Mrs. Utah. Oh, she's got the <laughs> ring and everything. A former Mrs. Utah. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. Uh, you've been doing pageants your whole life. Is that just a thing you were yeah. doing? Yeah. Teenage years up until... Yeah, I'm still heavily involved in many different circuits. So so cool. And then Megan Johnson joining us as well. Megan's been on the show before. She is with the Emily Effect. They're a nonprofit here in Utah, uh, named after Emily Cook Dykes, Megan's sister, who suffered a, a mood and anxiety disorder and was killed a, a handful of years back. So the organization named in her honor. Megan, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Lindsay. Yeah. Always a pleasure. So good. And we're going to talk about an event you guys have coming up that's going to help raise awareness for moms with postpartum mood and anxiety disorders and raise uh, money for the cause. But McKenna, let me start with you. Just walk me through your story a little bit. Um, you have how many kids and when did this all start for you? Yeah. So I, there's my husband walking. Hi, hi, <laughs> um, I'm a mother of four. I remember the day so clearly when, um, Emily passed and I didn't know Megan and I just saw the news article and it was after the birth of my second and I was just coming out not just after but I had had my second child and I was coming out of that like fog kind of looking back going hindsight thinking I think I had a little bit of postpartum depression and when I saw Emily's story I thought oh my gosh maybe I should share my story because mine wasn't as extreme at that moment but there are so many different levels and variations of mental health and mood disorders, especially postpartum. And then it kind of just like phased out. And then I, after the birth of my fourth was when everything kind of came to a head. I, I really had those extreme situations, suicide ideation, the extreme um, depression and extreme anxiety, OCD, um, all the things kind of came to a head and um, seeking help was the best thing I ever did. And I, and it was through that journey of Emily and feeling her presence and then connecting with Megan and sharing my story and now reaching and helping so many other women find strength 
and seeking help is kind of um, where we're at today. So that's a, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, I know it's hard to boil down the experience because I've been through it too. I had postpartum anxiety yeah. and OCD with my first um, and it's hard to boil it down into one experience and, and you get, you know, I'm what, eight years removed from it now and the further you get from it, the further, you know, those memories fade. But when you're in it, it is all consuming. So, um, McKenna, walk me through a little bit more of the specifics. You said this all kind of came to a head after your fourth. What were some of your main symptoms? Yeah. How did you know you were really suffering? So that's such a great question because I think that's what our main purpose and focus is of the event coming up is anger. Um, I didn't know that anger and rage and postpartum rage was a thing. And mm -hmm. it was all encompassing. It was me fighting to stay above water. And it was like, I was always on simmer and I could boil over at any minute. And we're taught that like, oh, you're just an angry mom and wah, wah, wee, wah. But what we're learning is, you know, as children and adolescents, if they're in for anxiety and depression, the DSW like says, anger is a sign of depression in adolescence, but we it kind of loses it in the symptoms of adulthood and into maternal mental health. And so these new studies are coming out that postpartum rage, anger in general, whether or not you're pregnant or, or um, having maternal mental health is a sign of depression. So that's what we're trying to share this as it was that I was like, oh, I'm not a depressed person, but I was always angry. Mm. Well, anger is a huge variable of depression that we're just learning about. And we're hoping that through this event that Megan is putting on, and I'm so honored to be a part of with Sturry, that by sharing this story that other women can look inside and go, oh, it's not just me having suicide ideation and these extreme thoughts. There are so many different signs in the middle and towards the end, and you don't have to suffer. You don't just have to survive. You can thrive by seeking help before you get to these extreme situations. I can so. remember, that is such a good point. I can remember when I was experiencing this with my first, I went to the dog park and I was with my dog and I just like let him off the leash, like in an appropriate area. And he got into a tussle with some other woman's dog and I had the baby with me. I had my Lucy with me and I just remember just seeing red and the steam coming out of my ears and this lady snapped at me and I had never experienced rage like that before. And it felt so uncharacteristic, right? Well, it's so, like an out of body experience. Yes, yes. It's like my soul would leave my body and then it would come back. And then it would, what would happen is the downward spiral of like, oh my gosh, I've caused so much damage and harm to my family. And then you slip into the self-shame, which takes you to they're better off without me. I'm not a good mother. And those self-shaming thoughts that take you to the darkest place. Yes. And the way you describe it, an out-of-body experience, it did. It felt so uncharacteristic of me that you knew something was not right. You were just off. But you right? couldn't help it. Yeah. It was just like a reaction. Yeah. It's such or a, a trauma response is what we should say. It's like, it really is. We're going through trauma through the birth of a child and we should not. In other countries, they take care of them for months and we're in a hospital for two days and they're like, on your way. Yeah, good you luck. Know? Yeah, you don't need What's a license. You don't need anything to have a child. And yet it's the most <laughs> intense experience and the most, dare I argue, important experience of your life. So it's crazy. Um, okay, Megan Johnson with the Emily Effect. Megan, I want you to hit your event coming up. Tell me how people can participate if they want to hear McKenna's story, if they want to learn more about postpartum depression, if they want their money to go to a good cause to help women and mothers in Utah. Yeah, so my mission right now with the Emily Effect is simply to just um, create awareness. And I found that the best way to do that is 
you know, not only by sharing Emily's story, like we have for these past almost seven years, but I've been able to see this domino effect of how her story has impacted other moms. And so that's why we've partnered with Sturry to create these beautiful videos of moms and their real stories and their inspirational stories. And I think when a mom sees that floating around on the internet, um, it helps them to feel less shame, helps them to feel connected and helps them to see their stories differently through the eyes of compassion so that they can get the help that they need. And so I'm so excited that we've been able to work with McKenna on her story because um, I know that a lot of moms are going to be able to relate. And we partnered with Sturry um, to continue creating these videos. And with her story, we wanted to do something special. We wanted to do a red carpet event to premiere it, um, to bring the community together to create awareness and more connection on this topic and raise more money so that we can continue making these videos and helping more moms. So um, we actually have like a two-part event. We're doing a VIP red carpet formal dinner entertainment auction night. It's um, on February 8th. And we actually are pretty much sold out of tickets on that. If someone is just dying to participate um, and really want to be involved in that somehow, um, please reach out to me via the Emily effect and maybe we can figure something out. But I wanted this to be an event that wasn't just, you know, for people, for companies and people maybe who have deeper pockets, but it's just as important to me to create a community among moms and, and support them. So that's why we're doing a general admission night on February 15th, and it will be at Riverbridge Event Center in Spanish Fork. Both events will be at uh, Riverbridge Event Center. And tickets for this one are only $25. We're, we've had so much, we've had food donated. We're going to have Bam Bam's barbecue, um, churros, all kinds of stuff, and we're going to come together Um as women and as spouses and friends, whoever wants to come um, and we'll premiere McKenna's video, we'll have a Q&A panel where people can ask questions and that we can have a discussion on this topic. And we're going to have fun. We're going to have music. We're going to just hang out and make it really lighthearted, too. There will also be um, raffles and auctions uh, at both events as well. So there's something for everybody. Um, again, this was just really important for me to be able to involve everybody. Um, but at the end of the day, I hope moms leave feeling connected and that those who aren't moms leave knowing how to support the mothers in their lives. I love that. Okay. Where do people get tickets? So if you go to the Emily effect, you'll get a direct link to um, the Eventbrite page. So the, the Emily effect.org. Um, you can also check out our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram. We're posting all about it. Check out our story highlights so that you can get it, um, more details and links to the tickets. Very good. You want it to be an event where people come and not only, you know, we're sharing heavy stories, right? It can be a little heavy, but we want it to be fun and informative and people leave feeling inspired and uplifted, not the heaviness of mental health. I think sometimes like we want to really encompass a community uplift, uplifting the community. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. so cool. Uh, McKenna Brown is a former Mrs. Utah sharing yeah. her story about postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. And then Megan Johnson with the Emily Effect, a great nonprofit here in Utah who's helping to raise awareness uh, for the issue as well. We'll take a break more with these two on The Mom Show when we come back. You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Talking today about postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. And I want you to notice that I didn't just say we're talking about postpartum depression. That's one of the main messages I like to share here is that postpartum depression, while it is the the one we often hear about, it's not the only mood disorder you can experience postpartum. 
I personally experienced postpartum anxiety and OCD after the birth of my first. And to be honest, I probably had it with the birth of my second, but I sort of just was like, I know what this is. Um, And it was pretty routine. But I did start medication again when the pandemic started, even though I was a year postpartum, because I think the pandemic really, I had a baby one year before the pandemic started. So he was one when we hit 2020. And it was just the stress of like the unknown of the pandemic, the worry of COVID, uh, the fear of this invisible illness out there, right, that just kind of triggered me a lot. And Um, I needed a little bit of help to get through that year, as I'm sure we all did, right? So McKenna Brown is a former Mrs. Utah, and she's also sharing her story through a nonprofit here in Utah called The Emily Effect, which is a nonprofit who helps raise awareness for postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. McKenna, I know we shared a little bit of your story. You have four kids, and you say that your postpartum really hit with rage after the birth of your fourth child. We described in the last segment a little bit about that rage, but talk to moms out there about what they should know. I mean, what do you want them to learn from your story? There, you are not alone and you are not a bad mom. If you are feeling angry, your kids are exactly who you need. You are the mom that your kids need um, and your, your best is good enough. I love that you brought up medication because so often it is a very taboo topic to a lot of our society and our community. I want to tell women, the first thing I say is before you make a judge, a call or a decision, educate yourself on all of your options so you can make the best educated choice for yourself. I will say that the chemical science behind medication is real. What I want people to know is the more I understood my brain and the more things work scientifically and all how the brain works and how the lobe works and our hippocampus and amygdala really helped me understand that I was not broken. How I was reacting was exactly how my brain is and was wired through experience and specifically with pregnancy. Our bodies, when you're in a trauma response and you're not regulating chemically really efficiently our our bodies do go through a lot we need to allow ourselves some grace what medication does do is it takes your brain out of fight flight freeze fawn mode it lowers the it um it helps with the serotonin levels and helps balance those out so what happens is is your brain can really process information properly and you yes. can give yourself the most effective tools what you don't need to fight you don't need to flight you don't need to freeze you don't need to fawn you need to balance your brain out. And that is what medicine did for me is it brought me to a place where I could think clearly and take a step back and go, okay, this is how we're going to move forward. I like to say it slows down the reaction time, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So it just slows things down. So instead of, and I still take this medication to this day because I love it because it just, I think I just have a brain that is prone to panic. And that's what it does for me. It slows down the reaction time so that I don't spin out in my worries of what ifs and what what could happens. And I can't tell you about how many times I think about earthquakes in this darn state. Me too. (laughs) And you can spin out. You really need to like, what I tell moms is like, there is a stigma on medication. It's not numbing you and hiding and masking the pain. It's actually calming you down 
so you can effectively heal. Yeah, listen, so I, I still cry. Like a common misconception I, yeah. with medication. Yeah, I still shed tears on this medication for sure. Like, I, oh, I was can... sobbing last night because of a yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, I for sure. But it it totally does slow down the reaction time, prevent me from getting to that panic state, so I can actually assess what my thoughts are doing. And most times, I can say oh, this is a what if thought or, oh, this is a, I'm panicking a little bit. Okay, let's get back to the present. And what is happening right now? Right now, there is not an earthquake. (laughs) And I think that like what you were saying, if I could tell moms that don't wait to seek help. If you feel a little off, just message me on Instagram, reach out to the Emily effect, call your doctor, find a therapist. Like don't wait till it gets so bad that your life's exploding. Like Oh, I'm feeling a little off seasonal depression. Okay. My serotonin levels are dropping. My melatonin levels are rising because the sun's not here. Like there's so much science behind it Yeah. that don't wait. And you're not and seeking help is strength. Yeah. It, it's such a good message and so important. Um, Megan, you guys have an event coming up where you're going to share more about McKenna's story through a video through Sturry. I want to hear more about that. How did that come to be? And talk about this video you guys are going to share. Yeah. So a few years ago when we came up on the five-year anniversary of Emily's passing, I just really wanted something um, that I could share over and over about her story, about the work that we do at the Emily effect. I felt like that was the most effective way to share our message and continue to have that domino effect. And so luckily I came into contact with Sturry and they do such a beautiful job on these stories. And after sharing Emily's story, I just realized like the whole point of sharing Emily's story is to create a domino effect, right? That that when they, I think what Emily's story has done these last five years is it's helped moms to see themselves differently and um, have the courage to reach out and get help. And maternal mental health and the challenges that we go through are, we all fall somewhere around the spectrum, right? And so that's why I think it's so important to continue sharing stories because even though there's common threads in our stories, each of our stories are so different. And so as we produce and share um, each story, it's going to hit different moms differently and and touch somebody else in a way that maybe another story couldn't. And so um, McKenna and I had come into contact, you know, through social media and kind of through our joint missions. I know she had been open about her challenges Mm -hmm. with postpartum depression. And so we decided to partner and create her story because um, particularly like we've talked about today, I think the aspect that she experienced with the postpartum rage um, talk about one of the most common denominators that I think that most women experience, you know, prenatal and postpartum um, is that and that's something that I wanted to shed more light on and so I wanted to you know share her story so that it could reach moms who were really struggling with that it's so important well, so it's a rage is like very isolating and shameful so I'm ex- I'm I'm excited that she asked me to share that I, I and it's something to chime in and say that I can relate to too I know I talked to about Emily's story a lot I've been through my own challenges postpartum, I have four boys and I am in the exact same shoes as far as experiencing that rage and it being so out of character for me and it essentially being so traumatizing to me to be to that point. I'm a therapist as well, you know, so talk about all these factors of like, I, I just picture all these moms and know all these moms that are out there that this rage is so uncharacteristic for them. And that especially when you're in those moments, and we talked about that out of body experience and lack of control, just how traumatizing that is on so many levels. And I just want to say that if you're experiencing that, that's just, that's not you being a bad mom and being inadequate. That's 
that's a common experience that a lot of women are having for so many different reasons that we could well, spend a whole a other symptom, hour talking about. Right? It's a yeah. symptom of something happening yeah. to you. And that is such an important message because it's not you being broken. It's something is happening right. to you and it's real and it's common and we've all experienced it. And so and it's a sign that you need, it's a sign that it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually just a sign that you need more support. Yes. And I love, oh, I about love it. that. It's a sign that you need more support. So important. Megan Johnson, the event is coming up on February 15th where you can come view McKenna's video and then uh, have a great night with these women and get, get support, get help if you need, or just uh, relate with other women. You can go to the emilyeffect.org to find tickets to this event coming up on February 15th. We'll take a break more with Megan and McKenna when we come back on The Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We are discussing uh, postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. It's something I experienced after the birth of my first child. This was some eight years ago, um, so I'm pretty far removed from this experience, but it's never left me because it's um, something you you experience like with your first, you're like, wait a second, this is not m- what motherhood is supposed to look like. I'm not supposed to be suffering. Like motherhood is hard, but it's not suffering. And so when I started having... Um, Obsessive thoughts, thoughts of harm coming to my baby, sometimes at my own hand. That was really, really scary. Uh, And we call those, I know now, they're called intrusive thoughts. And they can kind of bombard you out of nowhere. And I think everyone has them. But in that vulnerable postpartum stage, they're truly a symptom, I think, of of the postpartum mood disorder. Um, and, And I actually know now that there is a a book out there, and I'm going to blank on the title, but it basically uh, reports that that 91 percent of mothers have intrusive thoughts. Like I don't good know, good moms how- have scary thoughts. No, yeah, good moms have scary thoughts. That's what it's called. Yes, it's by Karen Kleiman. Thank you. Good moms have scary thoughts. That's what it's called. And actually, I had when I was experiencing this, I had a code word with my husband that I would just say elephant. And anytime I said elephant, that meant he needed to ask me if I was having scary thoughts because I couldn't say them out loud because they were so scary. They were so, because they often involved me harming my child and and what mother, like, it wasn't like I wanted to harm her, right? But it was like this, this, like, I just thought like what if I just do this like what and they always start with what if and that's kind of how I knew they were a symptom they were sort of these just intrusive what if spiraling type of thoughts and so once I learned what they were I felt a huge and tremendous sense of relief and that's why I share my story and hope that other moms um can hear and know that if this has happened to them they're not broken they just might be having a symptom of a postpartum mood or anxiety disorder. And Megan Johnson is with me. She's with the Emily Effect. It's a nonprofit here that works to educate moms on uh, postpartum mood and anxiety disorders and help women through this because your sister, Emily, Emily Cook Dykes went through this and actually lost her life to this illness. Uh, Megan, share me, share with me a little bit about 
Emily's story and just also how, how women recognize if this is happening to them. Yeah. So Emily experienced, um, postpartum anxiety. It was actually after her fifth and with her other kids, you know, I think she had had some of the typical baby blues, uppets and downs, things like this, but things like that, but never on, never on this level, there were some, you know, traumatic elements to, to this last birth. And so it, it, this anxiety just manifested really quickly in the sense that she was, you know, I think most moms get anxiety about nursing. Um, they're not sleeping, um, those were big factors for her, but it, they were bigger factors than they had been in the past. And we just noticed that this anxiety had increased to the point where she just really wasn't functioning and being herself. And we went through ups and downs for about a year with this really, you know, kind of trying to fumbling our way through finding her the right help. Um, you know, sometimes being in an emergency situation, you know, going to the hospital, things like that, and kind of grasping for straws like that. And, um, you know, we kind of had pockets of good help, but other times were really frustrating, especially when she was really struggling and we were reaching out in those situations. Um, and so we went through the, for this for about a year, just really up and down. She did, you know, get on medication. She saw a therapist kind of had some different providers, um, who were helping her at different times. Um, but she would go through these times that would get better and we kind of get through it. And then it would just kind of return and manifest again. It was very, very cyclical for her. And so, um, until about a year later, it just it returned so bad again to the point that she did need to be hospitalized and she was in the hospital for about 10 days. And this was, you know, a traumatic, new, scary experience for our family. We hadn't experienced anything like that. And it was a difficult experience for her having been someone who hadn't experienced a mental health challenge on this level before, um, so there were, you know, both positives and negatives to that experience, but she came out um, with some positives and and some things that were helpful and determined to move forward. And she had a few good weeks after that. And then sure enough, um, the anxiety returned a couple of weeks later to the point when she was um, actually riding in the car on the freeway with my dad. She was having a really rough day that, that day and my parents were helping her and um, she had a panic attack while she was in the car, a panic attack, just so severe. And I kind of like to, I've been working on like pausing and explaining this part a little bit better so that people understand, but a panic attack is when your brain is in fight or flight mode because you don't feel safe and you, you're, um, reacting on that instinctive thing that we were all programmed with, um, to, to fight or flight when we don't feel safe to where thing, we're not understanding things clearly. And our brain is giving us a warning and so much was going on for Emily. This anxiety was building and she was dealing with it so much that she was kind of continually going through some of these panic attacks. And this one just reached the level of like, like, I'm not safe. I got to get out of here. Um, just not being in her state of mind where she was logical and rational. That's when we're in fight or flight mode, we are not in, we're not present and we're not logic and, and, and reason. And so she had this severe panic attack that, that to where she felt like she needed to get out of the car. And, um, she was able to do so. My dad, you know, pulled over, um, and she was having this panic attack, trying to help keep her safe, trying to help her stay in the car. But unfortunately, as he pulled over, she was able to, um, get out of the car and just ran up the freeway in this, this state of panic. And unfortunately, um, a semi-truck came along at that time and, and hit her. And that's, that's ultimately um, what took her life. Oh my gosh, Meg, it's just so hard. It is so hard to hear because as someone who's been through this, you're like, 
I've been there, right? I've been there. I've experienced those same feelings. And what stopped me from getting to that point that she couldn't find the help with and you just like, I just don't know. I mean, and that's why we talk about it. And I know that's why you're out here talking about it, right, is to inform other mothers that there's help before it can get to this point. But so many people have panic attacks, and that's that's just so scary. What's your advice to, to women who, who maybe are triggered by what they when they hear Emily's story? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm glad you bring that up because that's kind of the double-edged sword of sharing Emily's story, right? Especially for someone who's really struggling. And what I want women out there to know hearing this is that one of the silver linings in sharing Emily's story, especially just here in the state of Utah, is that it's created awareness and it's created a movement that has ignited a lot of change. And so when I talk about how we struggled to find maybe the, we had good help, but there's really, it's really important to find the appropriate um, specific help for postpartum. That's really important. And when women are going through this, and so I'm happy to say that here we are seven years later. And when people reach out to me and are say, my sister's struggling or I'm struggling, I have a handful of resources that I can discount and refer them to and know that they are going to be in good hands, that um, there are many more professionals and agencies that are maternal mental health focused and that that journey of navigating, um, finding the right help. And so I want moms out there to know when you hear Emily's story and that it's it's a hard story because it's one that didn't end the way that we wanted it to. Um, that the beauty in her story is that it's helped create change and that you can have more confidence in reaching out and and getting help. I love that. And I want to point out too that the state of Utah has an amazing resource and there are women behind the scenes and doctors and professionals here in Utah who have made this come to fruition. There is a website, um, maternalmentalhealth.utah.gov where you can Mm -hmm. go and type in, you can put your location, you can find a therapist near you, one who specializes in postpartum mood disorders, because I'm thinking right now, like, how did I get help? I I didn't even know where to start. I, I even went into my OB's office and I was like, this is what I'm experiencing. And they just like, handed me a a card and sent me on my way. I'm like, that's it. That's all we're doing here. And like the other point is that the, your OB is not talking to your therapist. There's no network there of like, everybody has your charts, right? So everyone knows kind of where you are um, in this journey, but maternalmentalhealth.utah.gov is an invaluable resource that really only exists in a handful of states. And Utah's one of them where you can go in specifically, put your location, find a clinically trained professional near you, find a therapist, one who takes your insurance. You can search by insurance, right? So that's another barrier for women to get help is they don't have the adequate insurance or any insurance, right? Um, the socioeconomic status often impacts women from getting help because women in rural Utah, right, don't have the city yeah. <laughs> to help them. There's more, there's more telehealth now. A lot of these agencies I'll yes. throw out there will offer, you know, those telehealth appointments, which is huge. Yeah, telehealth because you have kids at home, right? You have kids you're taking care of. And so you're, you're, you can't get away to go see a therapist, right, or get prescribed something. So, so important. Uh, Megan Johnson, the website is The Emily Effect. They have an event coming up that they're previewing the story of McKenna Brown, who is a former Mrs. Utah here in Utah, who also experienced uh, a postpartum mood disorder. We talked with her in the last few segments. And uh, I want you to go watch her story because it's powerful as well. That's happening on February 15th. So if you just go to the emilyeffect.org, you can get tickets to that event. Uh, we'll take a break. More with Megan on The Mom Show in just a minute. Back inside the mom show. 
Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I've loved our episode today, just talking about maternal mental health, getting help in Utah, and um, the signs and symptoms of postpartum and mood and anxiety disorders, which include depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD. There's even a really scary um, version of a, a mood disorder called um, psychosis, and it that is really scary. Where you need to seek help right away. Um, Often the stories we hear about infanticide or um, suicide um, or homicide involving children, those can be a result of postpartum psychosis. Uh, If you're having hallucinations, if you're out of body, which is different than intrusive thoughts, and I'm not a psychologist nor a professional, just a mom who's had this experience, and I've learned a lot along the way. So I share that just to distinguish between these mood disorders. Uh, but talking today with Megan Johnson, who is a therapist who does have this experience and also who runs a nonprofit here in Utah called The Emily Effect, which helps raise awareness for moms with postpartum mood disorders. They have an event coming up. You can go to theemilyeffect.org if you want to uh, watch a, a premiere of a video of a mom in Utah who's sharing her story, a former Mrs. Utah uh, who experienced this after her fourth baby. Uh, Megan, thank you for joining me today. Just talk to me about what what should be the first step for moms if they're like, okay, I'm not myself, I'm experiencing depression, or maybe I'm very anxious, I'm having these thoughts of what if I do something to my baby, I know this is not me, I'm just I'm having some of this rage, this postpartum rage that's a real symptom and very often uh, very not talked about, right? What should women do? It's interesting because my answer to this has actually changed a little bit the last few times I've been asked this question because it was always reach out and get help, tell a loved one. And that's still one of the first steps. But I think a lot of women struggle to do that because they don't, number one, like understand what's happening to them. They don't understand the biology and the even the the different dynamics in our relationship and what, you know, what it means to have a baby and how it impacts us in so many different ways in our lives. And, and so women feel a lot of shame and that's why they don't tell their partner because, well, what, what are they going to think? Or what if I tell my doctor and are they going to take my baby, you know, all of these kind of things. And so my first step that I would encourage is to educate yourself a little bit. And most importantly, to see yourself through the eyes of compassion, to see yourself as somebody who is experiencing something that maybe isn't necessarily normal, but that is actually common and that has an explanation because of all of the different challenges that it can accompany pregnancy and postpartum. And I think that women need to do that so that they can then take that step when they can see themselves as somebody who needs more support, somebody who is not to blame and someone who's just experiencing something as a result of all of these different factors going on, they can then say, okay, like I, I can reach out and talk to somebody because this isn't my fault. And this is something that deserves help and support. And so from there, you know, talk to those you trust, whether that's a partner, whether that's a friend, the most important step is to tell someone that you trust, because through then, through that, they can help you get the help that you need and, and maybe help you in the way that you are feeling overwhelmed with. 
to get that help. And I love that you say tell someone you can trust because if you tell the wrong person, it could go the wrong way. And by the wrong person, I mean somebody who might panic and say, oh, my gosh, we got to get you to the hospital right away. Like that may not be the right person to tell or telling someone who might um, just cause more harm than good. Um, Maybe minimize, minimize or not. Yeah. Or not tell, you to, what's happening. tell yeah. you to buck up, right? Yeah, like, exactly. like our moms are great, but if you have a mother that's like, oh, you'll be fine, honey. Don't worry about it. Just get a little more sleep or, you know, like minimizing the experience, like telling a spouse or telling a girlfriend or telling um, a, a, even a even a professional can dismiss your symptoms, right? I mean, you really do have to go to the right person, um, and, and everyone has that person in their lives or those people, right, who they trust. And for me, I think that would be my spouse, somebody, you know, to say, no, something's really off here, honey. I need you to, you know, help me or or something like that. I think he he knows me well enough to know when things aren't right. So I do think that person that needs to be the right person. Um, that's really important. Multiple people too, right? It can be multiple people surround yeah. yourself with a support system yeah. and, um, you know, let, let a variety of people step in and help and support you as and well. I'll, I'll also point out, it could be a stranger, maybe sometimes people that are too close to us might tell us to buck up or tell us like, just like, you know, it's they're too close to the experience to know that you need outside help. But somebody like you're just talking to a girlfriend, you know, that you maybe casually know or even you see a mom on Instagram who shares her story and you're like that. That is what is happening to me. You know, just even that relief of telling somebody might bring you some relief. Um, and that person obviously is going through it. So they may have, you know, more capacity to to see it for what it is. Exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, okay. Megan Johnson is with The Emily Effect. The website is theemilyeffect.org. They have an event coming up where they're sharing the story of a mother named McKenna Brown, who's a former Mrs. Utah uh, here in the state. And she experienced postpartum a lot of rage, she said, uh, during uh, the after the birth of her fourth child. Uh, this all kind of came to a head for her. And you think about a beauty queen, a beauty pageant uh, expert experience. <laughs> experiencing a postpartum mood disorder. That's a powerful story. That's a story that really needs to be shared. So on February 15th, uh, you can go see McKenna's video. Megan, give us all the details about where people can find tickets and how, how what to expect that night. Yeah, so tickets, you can just go to the emilyeffect.org and it will link you to Eventbrite where you can purchase your tickets. Um, yeah, this is a night to come together as a community to have some Good food. We're having, you know, we've had lots of food donated and um, we will be having a Q&A panel after we watch McKenna's story. We'll also be sharing Emily's story. Um, so it'll be nice to interact. Come have your questions answered. Come interact with other women. We'll have, um, you know, music. There will be a lighthearted feel to this there. You know, it can be a heavy topic, um, but we have some fun things planned for the night too, to just come and interact and connect. We'll have raffles so you can, you know, take home some fun prizes and things as well. So there's just something for everybody, um, but mostly just an opportunity to to connect and support and whether you need that support or, you know, to be able to walk away um, knowing how you can better support the women in your, your lives. I love that. The emilyeffect.org is where you can get tickets. Megan Johnson, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, hopefully this conversation is just going to help moms know they're not alone 
And if they're experiencing this, they can get help. Just message me. I'll point you towards Megan, and Megan can get you in touch with a therapist. Or I'd also recommend the website maternalmentalhealth.utah.gov. That is a state-run website that has uh, links to trained professionals here in the state of Utah. So it's so great. Megan, always good to chat. Definitely. I always appreciate being on here and having this conversation. You bet. We'll talk soon. We'll be back next week on The Mom Show.